Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. So school will be back in session not soon enough. Uh, next week. Next week it'll be back. And I have learned over the last couple of years, and I think part of it is because of the pandemic, that uh, anxiety in kids is a real thing. Um, I've talked to so many of my parent friends and they're like, yeah, so-and-so's got such anxiety about this and such anxiety about that. And school is a big one, whether it's about uh, the work, the classes, the teachers, the grades, the social scene. I mean, there are so many aspects of a child having anxiety when it comes to school and life in general. It is the world that we live in. So since I don't know enough, um, joining us now, David Pesserep, who is a licensed professional counselor at Beacon Counseling LLC. Uh, you can see them online at beaconcounselingct.com. David, thank you for coming on this morning. Well, thank you for having me. So first, I think parents really need to accept that anxiety is real in kids, right? Oh, absolutely. And especially this time of year. Um, you know, for, for young kids, periods of transition, and even for adults, tends to come with anxiety, and it's normal. How can parents spot it? Is it going to be like, it's not like getting nervous for a test, right? I mean, there's signs. Yeah, so there's a couple different ways to spot anxiety in children. There's physical symptoms, so complaints of frequent stomach aches or headaches with, like, no medical cause, there could be behavioral changes, like refusing to go to school, mm. emotional symptoms, like excessive worry or fear, uh, regression. Regression would be one. And that's like when your child starts exhibiting behaviors they've outgrown. Uh, that could be even right down to bedwetting or thumb sucking. Uh, repetitive behaviors, engaging in the same activity or routine obsessively in an attempt to reduce anxiety and comments or questions, expressing worries or intrusive thoughts aloud, social withdrawal. And then, like, I would say another big contender is rigidity and inflexibility, like extreme distress of small changes or not being able to follow a specific routine. So you know, these are some of the, like, chief contenders for how things show up for kids. And, you know, if it's your kid, though, I'm imagining you would already know a little bit about what that might look like for your little one. So at that point, once you recognize it, once a parent says, okay, this is an anxiety behavior, is it best to pinpoint a type of anxiety or 
at, at that point do you sit them down and go talk to me? What's happening? Like, what is the best course of action to start with for a parent? Yeah, well, there's like eight types of major anxiety. We don't have to go into like the weeds with this, but there's generalized anxiety disorder, panic disorder, phobias, social anxiety disorder, separation, selective mutism, which is a little more, more exotic. And that would be like, you know, a kid does not speak in certain situations like at school, but will speak at home, obsessive compulsive disorder, and PTSD. But regardless, of how it manifests or what we call it, there are strategies parents can use to help alleviate the kids' school-related anxiety. So what should be their first step? Like, is there some, like a change you make at home or maybe change would create more anxiety? I'm probably going down the wrong road here. No, no. And in being prepared for this today, I was sort of thinking like, geez, how could we really come up with some good stuff? So I've got like 12, 12 things here. First, open communication. You got to validate the kids' feelings. Don't, don't sort of shut it down and um, don't dismiss them. Another one would be you could develop routines. So children will often find comfort in routine. So establishing a consistent bedtime, morning routines. A few weeks before school starts is usually a good bet. So it's not like a total dramatic change. Uh, I've even had parents take their kids to visit the school before school starts. Hmm. Maybe arrange a visit for, for the school year starts and familiarize your kid with the environment to reduce anxiety, especially if they're going from like, you know, up into high school or they're changing the building. That can be a lot. Uh, you can practice for separation. Um, and for a younger kid or for those starting school for the first time, practice short, short separation to build their confidence. Uh, I would definitely say stay positive, you know, reminding their kids that they're smart, they're strong, they're capable and highlight the fun aspects of school, not all the bad stuff, like making new friends, participating in new activities, learning new stuff. I love this one. Prepare the night before. Lay the clothes out, pack the lunches, prepare the school bags. This way, the morning is less rushed and more relaxed. And then maybe for the younger crowd, reading and storytelling, maybe read some books about school, facing new situations. This can help your child sort of understand their feelings. You could even do some role-playing. Um, and a goodbye ritual. You know, develop a consistent ritual that's short and positive. Long and drawn-out goodbyes can, you know, increase anxiety. Um, so, so, you know, you have to remember, though, it's normal for kids to experience some level of anxiety when facing new or unfamiliar situations. Most children will adapt and feel more at ease after a few days or weeks, but your support and your understanding during this period can significantly influence their ability to cope and adjust. Do you think, and I, I always try to relate to my kids, do you, yeah. do, do you think that it's a good idea to do that? Because nine times out of 10, my kids look at me and they're like, you don't understand. It's not the same. And, and I'm trying to go, well, it is not exactly the same, but you know, I had this happen or I had that. Is that a good idea? Yeah, I would say, well, let me hear about it. Why isn't the same? And, you know, it's, school's always evolving. Social stuff's always evolving. But I think, you know, regardless of the changes that have happened in school, um, these sort of feelings haven't. And that's just, you know, it's new. I'm worried. Summer was great. I'm bummed. And, like, you know, uncertainty, right? What's this going to be like for me? And I think with these strategies, you sort of start to peel back the layers of the onion on uncertainty. And some uncertainty is okay, too. That's like part of growing up and being a capable adult is starting to learn to contend with that. 
So is it a good idea for the parent to let the school know or the teachers know if if it's not just a mild anxiety, if it's something that starts to continue, um, should you involve, you know, the school at that point? Yes. If there's a continu- like if there's a real impairment after the initial first couple of days or weeks, um, I would say to look to get assistance from the key players in school, guidance counselor, favorite teacher, coach, um, and you know, if it really progresses, a mental health provider. And that would be you, who is so good at, at what me. you do. Yes, <laughs> um, and I and I love that. You know, you. I don't want to say make friends with the child, but you. There has to be a level of comfort before that kid will talk to you. Now, nine times out of ten, they won't always come clean with their parent because they feel like, oh, it's you know, that's my mom or dad. I I don't want them to get mad at me. But you can get that out of them and then kind of help to alleviate some of that anxiety. Yeah, it's um, I don't know. It's just one of these things where I believe certain adults have better access to their childhood than other adults. I don't really understand all the particulars of why that is. But, I, you know, being with kids and working with children, I, I very much remember what it was like to be in those situations, and that very much helps me empathize with the kid. Whereas I think some other adults, you know, they're not thinking about it, or when they do, they don't have great memories of it. And I think that really kind of gives me an edge clinically. I would agree with that. Absolutely. Uh, David Pesarep, licensed professional counselor at Beacon Counseling, LLC. Again, you can reach him at beaconcounselingct.com. David, thank you for coming on this morning. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Have a great day. You too. Thank you. So it's so important for you to be in touch with your kids. You really need to be able to relate to them and, and see all these things. And as much as we like to think we're the cool parent, <laughs> as much as we want to try to relate to our children, it doesn't always work that way. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.